canceled uh we are almost done this is the one of the last two episodes is 21 22 and 23 Sesh- sessions. sessions get it right <laughs> uh that's jake flores extremely hungover jake flores hell yeah <laughs> fun, a- fun 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 by the way so we are recording all of these in the like four days surrounding fun 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 fest uh so it's a very delirious state of like way too much drinking drugs and then cowboy like way too much cowboy bebop in a row (laughs) yeah it's a weird mashup of things which is what cowboy bebop is itself man (laughs) fucking into this weird show uh but yeah i'm completely kind of delirious i took a bunch of notes last night while i was shit-faced and then i woke up and then had to rewatch everything because my notes make no sense (laughs) hieroglyphics basically (laughs) (laughs) ineligible i almost said illegibles i think i was going for yeah uh i went and saw lauren hill tape acl last night word that was pretty dope yeah i mean we were like the beginning, like, it's she's like half an hour late, and we're like, oh, fuck. Here goes some Lauren sure, Hill sure. shit, right? <laughs> and then the dude, the host, like, there's like a guy that comes out, and be like, oh, welcome to ACL, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he keeps trying to be slick while pushing back the time. So he's like, we're gonna, like, hey, everybody, we're going to get started in about 10 minutes. So if you're outside and you hear my voice, come inside. Just so everybody know, grab a drink, but we're going to get started in like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Then he just kind of wanders off, and I'm like, oh, motherfucker, you went from 10 to 20 in like 30 seconds. <laughs> $10, what do you need $20 for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then he comes out, and he's like, all right, this is it. We're ready for the legendary, the iconic, the one and only Miss Lauren Hill's opening act. <laughs> fucking DJ comes out. Uh, but once she actually fucking got started... Yeah. One of the best shows I've ever fucking seen in my life. Cool. Yeah, like, totally. she, I mean, she did a few songs I didn't recognize up front. I'm guessing they were new. Yeah. And then she did three Bob Marley covers towards the end I did not need to hear. Not <laughs> even interesting Bob Marley covers. Like, we're jamming and fucking, <laughs> like, could this be love? Like, just the most, like, yeah. college dorm room covers. Sure. But everything else was dope. She did, like, five or six Fuji songs. She did a bunch of, like, miseducation. She all the shit you wanted to hear, but done in, like... She was doing this crazy, like, Ramones kind of thing where, you know, the Ramones play live. They go fucking double time, triple time, uh-huh. crazy fast. She did, like, these double time funk covers of her songs. Oh, cool. And she's, like, rapping songs that are already fast. Like, they're already fast raps, but she's doing them at double speed live and, like, fucking nailing them. It was something else. It was very impressive. That's fucking yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And she was in a crazy outfit. Like, it was, like, the perfect arty fucking nonsense you want from her but like yeah, yeah. also then a very focused fucking set um yeah it was awesome and i hope for this won't come out till after fun 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 fest i hope she comes out like a psychopath of fun 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 fest and just has a horrific set of yelling at people because yeah. <laughs> she's playing tonight <laughs> yeah yeah she's playing the festival tonight I might go try and see her uh that kind of reminds me of uh, peach's set the other night it was pretty fucking weird and kind of all crazy and interesting at the same time like yeah that. so we had a bunch of people just dressed as like 
vaginas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like two little people dressed as vaginas. I was, it was backstage, kind of working my way towards the side to go watch, and I saw them like kind of getting ready for the show. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. psyching each other up. The two fucking vaginas, like just doing jumping jacks next to each other. Yeah. Like, All right, we got this. We got this. We're vaginas. Uh, <laughs> like an improv troupe getting ready before a set. I got your back. I got your. Yeah. Butt. I got your clip. I got your clip. Nerds. Uh, but I also saw Wu Tang last night, which was badass. That was good. Uh, I was really. I've heard kind of mixed things about whether you know it's cool to see them kind yeah, of get yeah, back yeah. together or you know all these bands are like cover bands of their previous selves in a sense and then like uh, sometimes it's like sometimes you watch them they're clearly just going through the motions or whatever yeah. but I thought Wu Tang was like they seemed like real pleased to be doing this thing that's cool and I got really into was it. I heard Method Man wasn't there uh I can't I <laughs> you couldn't tell him apart I, I know oh, Jesus no, it's, it's not even oh my God no, Jake that's, Flores that's not problematic that's hashtag cancels cancels yeah. that's not from racism <laughs> as much as I just don't. Like music, I just listen to music. Uh-huh. So I meet musicians all the time, famous ones that I've been like, oh, I've been listening to for ten years, and I've just never seen them. Right, 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 right. Watch right. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't know. What, I don't know what a lot of people. Look I recognize RZA and Jizza and shit from like Chappelle Show and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's like, and I would have recognized ODB probably because he right. looks like that. Right. Like <laughs> I was, and I was also kind of far away. I was just like, you know, whatever. Word to see much people, but uh, but I did think it was really funny because the weird thing about watching hip hop live is that uh. You it's know, a mess very often. It's often a mess. <laughs> the crowd's all white. Yeah. Uh, and there's a weird tension there with that. Sure. Because, uh, you know, there's just, just, just a fact of the way the yeah, yeah, entertainment yeah. industry works. For sure. The, the audience is white or whatever. And uh, I'd be real fixated on this idea that um, I read this thing a while back. This photographer wrote about, about photographing 3-6 Mafia in uh, Memphis. And he was saying it was like a drugged up uh, pep rally. Like it had the psychology of a pep rally, which I thought was really interesting. Because it was yeah, all yeah. call and response shit. And uh, so I got really into it because I was like kind of jamming on that and having fun. But I was standing next to my friend Anthony Dean Harris, who's this uh, this music journalist from Austin. And he is a he's a cool black nerd sure. music journalist. And it was yeah, really I, When you said music journalist, I was like, he's either, and then you said cool. I was like, oh, black nerd. Because yeah, yeah. there's no cool <laughs> white music journalist. Yeah, yeah. It's just nerd. Yeah. Uh, and so we kind of had opposing perspectives. It was really making me laugh because, you know, the hip hop thing is all like, put them W's up and put your hands up and do this sign or whatever. Yeah. And he was standing next to me and just yelling, there's too many instructions. <laughs> <laughs> it was just enough of the instructions, which was hilarious. Word. So let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, we can start with episode 21. Session 21. Session. Boogie uh, Woogie Feng Shui. Uh, uh, I'm going to go right in immediately and say this fucking episode stinks. Really? It's boring. <laughs> I don't care about any of this. Uh, except for one moment, which might be the darkest thing in the entire run of this show. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let's get into the show and we'll get to it when we sure, get to sure. it. It's a Jet episode. Uh, well, you hate Jet. So I don't necessarily sense. hate Jet. He's the one I hate, I think, the least out of oh. any of them. Oh, yeah, sure, because you uh, hate Faye. Faye yeah. I hate the most, followed by sure. Spike. Uh, it's a Jet episode. I like that they're continuing this theme of like all the Jet episodes are on some like hard-boiled detective shit. Right. He's very much uh, like uh, Raymond Chandler like yeah. noir shit. 
Uh, yeah, and very and it's it's deliberate. You can tell because oh, there's a lot of like this is one of the only this is besides Toys in the Attic is the only episode where he's uh he's doing a monologue throughout the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like narrating it to himself, which is very noir. Yeah, and it's very much like and it opens with like I got a, a strange message in the mail and right. got to see where this goes and I'm sure it's dangerous and there's like a girl. Yeah, it's like it plays on a, a lot of those sort of tropes. Sure. Uh, he's beating people up and getting the information out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Which is when the darkest thing in his entire show happens. So, so let's get to it. He gets All a right. weird message yeah. that says, uh, like, meet me where the four gods meet or whatever. Yeah, seek the holy beast of Anzan or some shit, yeah, which yeah. is some feng shui shit, right? Uh, it's from this guy, Pao, who is uh, somebody he knows, knows from, from his, his past. weird past. And Pao is, like, one of the greatest feng shui masters of the fucking whatever. Which I are, like, I associate feng shui with, like, what how Asians have tricked white people into paying them to rearrange their furniture. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's what it is, right? It's like, oh, you put this by the door and it means money and you, put, you, you want to have flow. It's all just... Uh, interior decorating, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's where we're going to diverge in this episode, is that, like, that is uh, totally what some people do with feng shui, but okay. I think somewhere, if you go back into the history of it, it's more of a uh, a really interesting, like, uh, subtle psychological art of, like, just space, and, like, it's one of these things where, like, there... I, I think if you read into it, I don't know much about it, but it would kind of blow your mind because you could connect it with modern psychological shit that proves some of their shit is true. Like, uh, there's weird shit in feng shui where, like, you put, like, two mirrors on your walls and stuff, and it makes the place feel bigger, and it does different shit to your brain and releases dopamine or whatever, you know? Uh, it's dealing with the, the idea of perception of space, which I think is really interesting in this episode because I haven't really gotten to this point much, but there's a really important thing happening in this show, which is a film thing, which is like camera angles and shit. Mm. Uh, I just watched a documentary about films. I'm kind of obsessed with this, but like, it, I never just never thought about it before. The fucking camera is like really important in film, and this is an animated show, so yeah. it's extra weird that they're taking that concept and moving it to animation. Right. But uh, but it, it translates, and like, uh, there's like. So in the chess episode, there were a lot of like um, symmetrical shots, which sure. I thought was kind of cool because they're dealing with this interesting like binary theme. In the mushroom episode, there's a lot of shots that are at a diagonal, which is like to make you feel like Field you're seasick yeah, yeah. or whatever, like because they're all getting sick and tripping or whatever. And then this, they just literally address it with the concept of feng shui as this like director's thing, where like you look at reality and go, "Oh, I can see this fucking symbol or whatever." There, right. uh, I thought. That was I, I. I don't know. I. It's, it's, I really like this episode. You hate it. Everyone I fucking. Hate, it was so boring. Everyone on the internet hates it too. I think I'm the only person who likes this episode. Boring as shit. And who cares? So he gets this message. He ends up going to the grave of his friend of the guy who sent the message. Because the guy. It turns out the message was sent like three days ago, and the friend died like right. two days ago. Yeah. Right. So he goes to the grave. Uh, and behind, the, like, hitting behind a tombstone is this girl who's the dead guy's uh, daughter. Right. He knows the daughter briefly. Like, he met the daughter when she was a baby or some shit way in the past. Yeah. Uh, also, there are some bad guys sitting there as a trap, and they're trying to, they try to shoot Jet. They escape. Right. She uses this weird wheel thing to be like, I found a way out. Because you're looking at, like, reading this chart or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. <laughs> 
It's called a, it's called a Lopan. Uh, <laughs> I like that because it sounds like because it reminds me of Big Trouble in China. Yeah, well, it's a real thing. Uh, it's just that in the ep- in this episode, the three D like magnet version of it. Yeah, is uh, it's like that's a fake sci fi version of the real, real thing, thing, which I is just you. flat or whatever. Yeah, it's like when they have the dumb like three D chessboards in Star Wars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they all end up getting you know to that. Uh, Tombstone at the same time in film noir fashion sure. by all having different motivations or whatever, and uh, but it's clearly like, kind of orchestrated, and that again is like an idea feng shui thing or whatever. Um, so then he what he beats up the, the they escape yeah because she like just gra- he's gonna start shooting back she, at she them jumps, she grabs the gun and just yeah. she like jumps over to Tombstone knocks him down to dodge the bullets right thing like looks at that thing goes I found a way out grabs him and they run and jump in the water she jumps over to Tombstone knocks him down and the camera turns around and faces him and it looks like he's gonna die for a second which is kind of interesting like a real subtle fucking thing yeah. the show is obsessed with death which I, I dig uh and that's like a it, it's like trying to subtly put that in your head for a second I think. Uh, they escape, they get back to the ship, they get back to the Bebop, at which point, Faye is immediately like, oh, I bet he's fucking that little girl. Yeah, all right. (laughs) No! (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't think, first off, Jet isn't like that. Right. He's not a lecherous creep. He's a sexist fucking piece of shit, but he's not a, like, a lecherous creep like that. He's gonna be banging that (laughs) child. And then, like, but Spike is at least, like... You know, nah, he's too young for that, or what? She like he's oh no, he's too young. She's too young. She's and too then young he's for like, that. and then Faye's like, oh maybe she he has a daughter, and she's he's like, ah, oh, that she's too old to be his daughter. I yeah. don't know. She's maybe sixteen, eighteen. It's yeah, hard to tell. Something, him something she like is. that. Yeah. Um, and then Ayn just walks over and like, are you his girlfriend? Because Ayn's just chaos incarnate, right? Edward, Edward, Edward not Ayn, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Edward's like, are you his girlfriend? And cartwheels away or whatever. Fuck yeah. Know. Well, the creepy part of that is how Jed is like, kind of like Jet does at one point be like, I, I, I'm, I could be your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says it flat out. Like he's like, she says something about like, I don't get to, you know, I don't, I never got to sit and talk to my dad like this. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not old enough to be your dad. If anything, I could be your boyfriend. And he's like, Ugh. yeah. This struck me as like some Woody Allen shit, kind of, yeah. where like they're brave enough to address this thing that might be a part of a man's life as an old man like yeah. in writing but none of us want to watch it yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> creepy and weird and we better yeah, hop out it just low leadership the fuck yeah, out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, uh, but luckily you know he dev- is, quickly dismisses yeah, just like, no no i mean like older brother I, I'm, uh, like he just gets over it yeah uh but agrees to help her find the sunstone which is like a piece of the moon that blew up it's like a piece of the moon that blew up when the hypergates blew up. Right. Um, oh, another thing about the hypergates, by the way. So the he the father died because there was a fucking hypergate fluctuation when he was driving through it or something and killed him. Yeah. Supposedly. Um, these fucking hypergates are a goddamn mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have these things set up like, oh, it's like the perfect thing. They they just kill people. Oh, they like they blew up the fucking moon. He's dead. The fucking trapped the monkey people. Like everything <laughs> well, that happens. I mean, the monkey people were bad guys, yeah. but still, like, like these things are very not safe. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's the fucking rails, man. I mean, but that's like 
You know, people get run over by trains and shit. Yeah, but not like, to the point where it blows up the fucking moon. Like, <laughs> I feel like that caused way more carnage than all of the train derailments put together. Right. It is funny that the moon is just so casually mentioned. Blown up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. This is the craziest thing that could possibly happen in, you know, history or whatever. Uh, so they're trying to find this sunstone because they think the father's trying to lead her to this sunstone. There's some prophecy or something. Yeah, and it slowly unfolds that the sunstone itself, because of having blown up in the hyperspace gate thing, has this powerful, like, you know, uh, singularity thing inside of it that it can react to the moon or the sun, rather, right. and can, you know, explode and do crazy shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it can also then. They find out, resonate with them. There's another sunstone. Right. And they can, like, resonate to a way that attract each other. They can find each other, essentially. Yeah. And so and this guy, Pal, has the other sunstone. Turns out Pal's not dead. The dad's not dead. And he's yeah. just trying to lure. He, held, he thought Jet would help her get the sunstone and get to him. Yeah. Now, before this happens is the maybe darkest moment in the run of this show. What's that? So they're going on this, they're going on this like little adventure trying to find the sunstone. And they have these clues, and they're like, well, that's the blue dragon, and it's a blue subway car that's going uh-huh. by. That's the whatever. There's these... Uh, the black turtle, and it's like a astrodome thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah, figuring yeah. out where they've hidden it by these clues. They So then bad guys show up when they're at this bar. Uh... Jet beats the shit out of him, and then he's like wants clues. So he's like, "Who you work for?" And I did like this bit very much. He's got him by his neck. He's I like when he's strangling the guy with his fake arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says to him, "He's like, who do you work for?" And the guy's like, "I can't tell you that." And he's like, squeezes a little bit, and the guy's like, "I work for the syndicate." Like I like how immediately the guy gives up everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then at the end, he's like, "I don't know anything else. I promise. I I promise. I don't know anything else." And Jet's like, "I believe you." At which point, Jet breaks his neck. Kills, kills. He breaks his neck. He's holding him like this, and then you see him squeeze harder, and you hear crunch, crunch, and the guy yeah. just fucking collapses down. Breaks his neck, murders him on the spot. <laughs> at which point, two children run up and rob his corpse. I did not even catch that. These two kids come up for like, oh, sunglasses, and they're just taking the shit out of his pockets. It's like this episode is so not that tone. That yeah. that moment, I was like, what? I rewound it to make sure I'm not crazy. I am not crazy. Really, it's yeah. fucking nuts. Dude, I didn't even catch that because I just like, was so desensitized to like action movie shit. That yeah, he does. He fucking you hear the man's neck break, which is like <laughs> how you kill someone in action movies, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a rule. And a show like this knows the rules of action movies. They're not going to break his neck and be like, oh, he's paralyzed. Yeah. He fucking broke his neck and killed him. And then these two kids come up and are going through his pockets. Oh, look at these goofy sunglasses, they say. That's fucking it's hilarious. It's fucking nuts. And then also, Jet and Faye, again, assholes. Uh, they're on the ship and they're like trying to figure out what they're gonna do. They get the sunstone after they got the sunstone, and uh, they're just sm- like blowing smoke in that kid's face. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. And, and Jet's like, "Hey, you want to fucking knock it?" The kid's coughing and shit, and Fed's yeah. like, "You want to knock it off?" And they're like, "What? I don't, I don't understand." And just like we smoke in here all the time, and they're just blowing smoke in that girl's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jed is like, hey, you gotta smoke outside, and they get yeah, all yeah, mad about yeah, it or whatever. Yeah. Dude, something's gonna happen in the next, like, three episodes, because we're getting up near the end of the story. Is yeah. They're starting to become, like, an actual, like, functioning unit or whatever. And, like, normally they, you know, I don't know, they might have in previous times been like, fuck you, I'm gonna smoke, yeah, or yeah, I'll yeah. rob you and leave or whatever. But they're like, well, we're a little family. Like, they're like, all right, we'll go smoke on the roof or whatever. Uh... They don't want to. They're very pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. And then also, so they they go out to they they follow the like the sunstone goes in the middle of the low pan thing, mm-hmm. and she's reading it and telling them where to fly because they're going to go meet the dad or whatever. Right. When they get there, 
uh, bad guys show up. Obviously, there's a bit of a dogfight with them and the like, uh, with the spaceships and whatnot shooting at each other. Yeah. Uh, right when the bad guys show up, Jet's like, "All right, uh, Faye, Spike, battle stations," and uh, Faye's like, "The what? No." He's like, "I'm not. I don't care about this girl. I'm not doing any of that." Uh, so this idea that they're a functioning fucking unit, she's not, she's like, no, I don't care if they shoot. And like, she has to be explained to by Jet. It's like, you either shoot or they kill us. So like, get to it. She was not willing to fucking fight just for that girl. Uh, I disagree, man. She like, flat out says it. Well, her- he has to tell her, <laughs> he has to tell her, man the battle stations or die with the ship. And if he's like, fuck, <laughs> all right. Like, she has to tell him that. Right. Well, maybe her, but uh, Spike. Spike's into like- it. Spike's like, I'm going to save the, fucking whatever the, that's the uh, first time in the whole fucking show that he does something for no like for no personal gain yeah 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 he's he says like, something oh, like fun. she's the princess and we the fairy godmother yeah, or whatever some lame show like that uh like, but I, Faye was 100 percent like <laughs> no fuck her and fuck you and then had to be explained to that if the ship blows up she's on the ship right, right. <laughs> all right all right fair point maybe i hate this episode too <laughs> uh, so they eventually get into this dogfight and then they they do this thing where they uh they figure out that they can flush the sunstone down, down the, the toilet. toilet which apparently the toilet just blasts shit into, into space, space i mean that, ma- that makes funny. sense right yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a very strange thought that there's shit just floating around in space and shit um and uh then they realize that they they can hit it with their spaceship gun right and it'll release this giant burst of energy yeah they do that in order to kill the the ships which it does but it also does what pal had planned the whole time which is uh it opens a a hyperspace gate within a hyperspace gate right like uh which is really interesting because it's like um two things colliding mm. like it's a it's a good metaphor for what's going on in the show just colliding of genres colliding yeah, yeah, yeah. of you know jet and this weird fucking girl who are he's noir but she's like she's almost like a noir character except that usually if i just read a bunch of raymond chandler shit everyone turns out to be evil yeah, in, yeah like yeah, even yeah, when you, yeah. every time you meet an innocent girl character they're, yeah they're bad that she's, uh, turns out they're trying to fuck with you which right. is not it's like a mashup of reality and noir which is kind of interesting um so then uh yeah they the hyperspace gate, gate opens and we figure out that like the pow her dad is still in there and uh he orchestrated this whole thing kind of knowing that this chain of events would play out and they would find him and all he wanted to do was say goodbye to his daughter because he knew he was going to die because his ship is like almost out of oxygen he can't really escape. They almost right, try, they right, try right. to make he him. He just wants to have a conversation. He just wants to be able to talk to his daughter. Yeah. I don't know why that made me like, I just hit me so hard. No, like, I mean, that's a fucking like, this is an emotional thing. It's not just like he wants to stone. He's trying to get away or whatever. It's a fucking. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a really good twist because of her reaction where she's like, I hated you so much, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but now, now I, I get it. Yeah. And we kind of get a backstory where it's explained that, like, the reason he hasn't talked to his daughter in so long is because he kind of was, like, a corrupt cop that was... Well, no, he was a he was a straight-up crook. He was a consultant for the syndicate. Right, but He right, was right. trying to get out. And he went... He gave Jet, like, 
inside information. He snitched. He was a snitch for Jet, essentially. Yeah, But yeah, then yeah. when the fucking syndicate found out that he was trying to get out, they hunted him down. And he had to leave because if she was, like, he had to leave her because if she was around him, then they'd have killed her, too. Right, yeah. And so that's, like, a really good, like, almost Shakespearean tragic character thing that's just for caught sure. in the middle of, like, way too much circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, yeah, it made me, like, pity the guy. I don't know. I really liked it. Um, and I thought that her weird... Like, I also just this show just gets me with its fucking music cues and shit. They yeah. Swing back into that music box theme that plays throughout all of Jets, all Jets episodes, episodes yeah. and shit. And uh, it bummed me out, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was bummed out by how bored I was the entire time. I just didn't care about her or the Sunstone or fucking Feng Shui or any of it. Yeah. I just wasn't, it just none of this hit. Like the things I want, I just yeah. was not into it. Sure. Uh, um, uh, the next episode session twenty two, I thought was fucking hilarious. Cowboy Funk, I think, is the funniest fucking thing about this show. It's the funniest episode of the fucking oh. show. Yeah, this episode is so weirdly meta commentary on the show itself. Yeah, uh, but also like. America, like everything about this fucking this, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's real. I think it's really funny because it you, when you watch this show, it's easy to be like, oh, this is just weird anime shit. But it like it's it does it like it, there's a triumph of television writing where like enough episodes in, you can start to make fun of the universe you already created, Rated, yeah, and they do it in a really fucking funny way here, which yeah also gets into just like Japan, America, and other crazy shit, yeah, or yeah, yeah, um. So the episode is called what? It's called Cowboy Funk. Cowboy Funk. Now, uh, it opens with this guy who's like, he, he's like in a security guard uniform. He leaves this teddy bear behind on this thing and like walks away laughing. And I'm like, well, that's a bomb. Before we even know, like, it's so, but what's funny is like, it's so obviously a bomb that it, like, they play on that because the next thing you see, like, that guy's, like, going down an escalator leaving, and then Spike appears behind him with the bear and, like, puts it on his shoulder. Right. So, like, we know it's a bomb. Spike knows it's a bomb. Everybody knows it's a bomb. Yeah, it's one of those misdirection things where, like, oh, the beginning of the episode is, like, the end of an already story where they figured right. out, like, a... Who the guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy's name is Teddy Bomber. It is directly a Ted Kaczynski thing. Ah, uh, okay. It, it, like, down to his manifesto and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, they're... Which he does, a, he, which is a great running gag in this episode yeah, of him yeah. never getting to say <laughs> why. Like, he keeps about to be like, and this is why I'm blowing everything up because, and then something cuts him off and yeah. he just loses his shit. It's just, all he wants to do is get this message out about why he's blowing up these buildings and it just gets so, like, overwashed with just Bebop's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that happens where these two characters start fighting they don't care they just miss the point entirely which is a huge thing of the show just missing yeah, yeah. the point you know 100 percent uh spike uh, kicks the shit out of that guy which i like actually it was nice to see spike throw some kicks and beat the shit out of somebody it's been a little while yeah um at which point a giant cowboy named Andy on a horse <laughs> yeah. comes crashing through the window behind them. Yeah, and he uh, fucks up the opportunity to just end the story and and yeah, because he fucking he's like he points his gun at Spike and he's like, "Oh, there you are, Teddy Bomber." Meanwhile, the other guy's like shit, like he fucking looks like a mad bomber, like he's just <laughs> over there, like hot, like for, like with a bunch of detonators on his wrist. Yeah, and the fucking Spike's like, "No, it's not." It's not me, it's that guy. And the which, guy's like, yeah, right. Which is crazy because the the bomber has already said, like, 
Oh, the most, or he says it right after this, the most famous bounty hunters in the galaxy right now are you, Spike, and yeah. this guy, Andy. And right. So, like, why wouldn't Andy know who Spike is? You know? Right, and why wouldn't Andy know? Well, we, we've realized that Andy doesn't know who Spike is, and Andy doesn't know who the Teddy Bomber is, because Andy is a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's this whole, and that's more so that, you know I, know, I know I call a lot of these characters idiots. His whole character is that he is an idiot. He's also deliberately he, supposed to be an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Or, he shows up to be an idiot and fuck things up and be wrong. Yeah, uh, and the thing I really like about him is that he's the exact same drawing as Spike. Yeah, 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 uh, just blonde. Blonde, and he's a fucking cowboy. In a cowboy outfit, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this really great, like, character dichotomy thing where, like, uh, the huge joke is how fucking naive he is. He's a rich, like, uh, bored idiot child. Yeah, know? yeah. Spike's a... Like, just a, a poor fucking weirdo. Right. And he's also really obsessed with, like, purpose. Like, having a code and, like, justice and shit. Yeah. Whereas Spike's the opposite of that. He's yeah, Spike's like, like, fuck. Me- <laughs> yeah. Meaningless nihilist. Just does- I only care about food. Yeah. And- Which is an interesting thing in this episode. We find out that Andy is so rich he has his own brand of chili. <laughs> or stew, I think stew. it is. It's stew. It's called Son uh, of a Gun Stew. Son of a Gun Stew. It's in a bunch of these cans. Uh, and like at one point, Faye goes to his apartment and comes back with a bunch of these cans of stew. And Spike is like, "I'm not eating that crap." This is the first t- Spike ate a cigarette. Yeah. This is the first time <laughs> Spike has turned down food yeah. in the entire run of this show. It's funny that he hates Andy so oh much. Yeah, yeah, because he's and him. Andy is him, and that's a real thing from real life. I yeah. think the reason this episode grabbed me a lot is because like I've had that happen to me so many times where I really hate somebody and then I realize it's just, it's just all my own flaws being reflected in my own face. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I'm just yelling at some roommate like, you're drunk, yeah. you have weird hair, you know? It's just his me. So the de- so he's found, so Spike has got that one bear that's a bomb, he, he disarmed it, but then the teddy bomber is like, I've got a bunch of other bombs and you see like three different detonators on his wrist. Andy lets the guy escape because he's too focused on Spike, thinking Spike's the bomber, at which point the guy just lets off the bombs, fucking yeah. blows the shit out of that building, and my, I really enjoy Andy's reaction of just, oh, shit. Like, he's yeah. literally like, <laughs> oh, fuck, again. Because it turns out he, like, no one goes after it. No one's been trying to capture the bounty on the Teddy Bomber because they have to deal with Andy Showing up and fucking it up all the right, time. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah. say that. It's like people, like no one's chasing the teddy bomber because everyone who tries gets fucking <laughs> run over by Andy's horse. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. fuck it, let him keep blowing shit up. I'm not dealing with that asshole anymore. Yeah. So there's a really important thing happening here, which is that the music is very reminiscent of Ennio Morricone from uh, sure. old Western films and shit, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, specifically. And uh, this episode revolves around the good Andy. The bad Spike and the ugly Teddy Bomber all okay. getting into this crazy mix-up together. Right. And I think it's really fucking funny about how nihilistic the show is that the whole show is making fun of the good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the fucking dumbest character in the whole thing. The guy that actually is, like, pro-rules and justice and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the... Uh, but he's he's not so much draw- driven by that. When we... When eventually they go to this... Uh, so they go to this... Uh, masquerade ball 
because the Teddy Bomber is supposed to, like, they figure out the Teddy Bomber is going to strike there. Right. And Jet is wearing a Weed Leaf t-shirt and shit. By Jet's the way. Wear, dress, yeah, Jet's dressed like a like a college Rastafarian. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, this episode, they got uh, taken off of TV. Not because they almost blew up the Twin Towers in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that Weed Leaf t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How fucked up is that? Uh, also, Teddy Bomber shows up to the masquerade. Party. I, lo- I love this gag. In a teddy bear costume <laughs> yeah. with his face cut out of it. Like right, you could right. say the only thing not covered by the very obvious teddy bear costume right. is his face. And that's the he could be anything. Like he's yeah, such yeah, an yeah, idiot. Yeah. He could be in any costume he wants. Uh well that's part of I think his like he's trying to make people see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. His whole he hates being ignored. He keeps he yeah. keeps saying it over and over, and that's when he keeps getting frustrated. To yeah. the point here where like they're at this masquerade party and fucking Andy shows up in the elevator on his horse. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a fucking idiot. So he, he like comes out on the horse and the guy's like, Hey, you can't bring a horse in here, man. And he's like, Don't worry about it. Um so again he sees Spike, he's like, You again, and they start arguing, and the teddy bomber's like, fucking like, I'm over here. Uh the whole time Spike has said repeatedly, like, he's actually not about killing people. He's just about the aesthetic of the bombs. He wants to take down these buildings without people in them. But he fucking snaps and just – how many people die in that scene? A couple hundred? Uh, like, he lets <laughs> off – they're in a crowded masquerade party. He lets off a shit ton of bombs yeah. in that party to the point where, like, you see – you're seeing people and then those people are disappeared because of the – the explosion. So they're in the middle of an explosion. Those people are dead. A couple hundred people are murdered in that sequence. <laughs> you're right. And, and, and There's just no two ways around it. They completely missed it. They completely right. don't give a fuck because they're too busy fighting with each other. Right. Uh, and they're going up that elevator and like this funny thing happens where Spike is like, oh, this elevator is going to take us up and it's going to set off this bomb when we get to the top of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's the, that's the last. That's like the next. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Yeah, this is the regular elevator. He's got the horse in the fucking He's got the thing, horse yeah. in the elevator because they're still trying to chase down. Oh, yeah. And then there's this weird thing that happens where Faye's like, a horse. And then everyone's like, a cowboy. And they're all like kind of playing in his dramatic bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second. So Faye jumps on the back of the horse with Andy. They go chasing after Spike. Do you think they're chasing after the teddy bomber because he's in a car right. in front of them? But then Andy pulls out a gun, this giant like rocket shooting gun, like a grenade launcher, and it's just firing at Spike. Meanwhile, the teddy bomber is just... He crashes into something, and fucking Andy rides past him. But, like, the shot is from a distance. You see it from, like, the teddy bomber, like, looks up to see where fucking Andy went. And he's just firing rockets. They're just hitting (laughs) buildings left and right. Fucking no concern. And I'm watching it like, this is just America's foreign policy. Yeah. This is just America coming into a country, not knowing who it's attacking, and just blowing everything up. There's a lot of that shit kind of going on. Well, also, because, I mean, yes, Andy is Spike. But he's also a cowboy, which it, is America, right? Yeah, Andy's America, Spike is kind of Japan, and then, like, Ted Kaczynski here is also this other weird offshoot <laughs> of America. And it's, like, odd because it's making f- fun of, very rightfully so, the foreign policy and stuff. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to decipher one of my drunk notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, let's let's keep moving. Yeah, um, yeah. I no, I like that. I think it's hilarious. But like, he's you literally. It's just a great shot because it's from a distance, and you just see these explosions going off yeah. in the background from fucking hit, and they're just one after the other, just building after building, just getting hit by these rockets. Oh, okay. I actually remember where I'm going with this. Um, so this episode is all uh, good, bad, and the ugly, right? Morricone shit. It's this is where they really harp on the uh, the the whole concept of. Western film mm-hmm. because Western film is like uh, you know these cowboy movies, Good, Bad, and the Ugly is based on Kurosawa, which right. itself was based on an earlier Western thing. Mm. It goes back and forth, and then an Italian guy directed it, and they they make it very obvious because that's thematic of the show. But also, uh, there's scenes where they're fighting, where they're like running side by side facing each other. And yeah, that's yeah. directly from old samurai movies. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then they mix it with cowboy shit. It's not even that heady because it's just if you've been watching the show, yeah, it's for sure. so obvious that that's what they're doing, but they just kinda like make this the uh the, the episode that pins it all together and goes Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making a Well even in the episode. the the coming attractions for this episode on the previous episode mm-hmm. is Jet like going, Ah, this one's there's a cowboy and he gets mixed up with Spike or whatever, and he's like, at the end, and he's like, don't you think we've taken this cowboy thing about as far as we can? <laughs> like, he just flat out says it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after this chase is when Faye ends up back at, at Andy's apartment, uh, the one gag I really enjoy there is that the horse is just in the apartment. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not even a big apartment. It's just like a horse crowding them. There's a line the where he's like... Yeah, it's a it's a good horse, uh, very you know reliable. Also plays a good game of chess. <laughs> that was really funny because he's just you just hate this character so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such an idiot, you know. Uh, they eventually Ed figures out through very little, like it takes very little effort that uh, he's going to attack City Hall next, and they know because all the he's been attacking buildings in order of descending height. Right, right. Um, and uh, and literally, there's an argument like that's it. That's no, we it took you that long to figure this out. Like that's <laughs> like they just say that, yeah. um, and basically it turns out to just really just be a showdown between Andy and and Spike. That's kind of a, like an actual reference to Ted Kaczynski's real like philosophy, mm-hmm. which kind of had to do with like a. Uh, you know, uh, there's this idea that like the churches used to be the tallest buildings, and now it's like the corporate buildings. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. kind of crazy. It's just insane that that kind of made it into like this comedy because you can't. There's just so much shit that the show does that wouldn't have been able to pass through American media. Like all these jokes about smoking, I think are great because smoking yeah, yeah, is a yeah. real fucking part of life. Sure, but you cannot write smoking Smoke shit. Jokes it's on just television, yeah, yeah. Too much censorship in yeah. America or whatever, and then the able the ability to to satirize the fucking. Oklahoma City bombing. Right. You know? Well, I mean, Ted Kaczynski wasn't the Oklahoma oh, I'm City sorry, bombing. Which, he was the Unabomber. Sorry, he was the sorry. Unabomber, yeah. Uh, but ter- yeah. Like, just that but yeah, yeah, person. for sure. That guy was a serial killer. He, yeah. he killed a few, like, a handful of people and, that also and happened, maimed a bunch of people. Like, kind of wall. Like, not... This, it this was show, close to this time. Yeah. It was. This was very... Within maybe three years of that, like, coming to a head. Although, I don't know if you know anything about the Oklahoma, about Ted Kaczynski, but he'd been bombing motherfuckers since, like, the 70s. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how long he was bombing people. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't know. I just was, I honestly, shout out to the last podcast on the left because I was listening to their Ted Kaczynski episodes recently. Uh, very, very funny. Yeah. Um, All right, right on. But, uh, okay. So there's a showdown. They get there. The, Teddy, Teddy, uh, there's a great bit where like, so there's been an running gag the whole time where the Teddy bomber has been getting cut off every time he's going to read his manifesto or tell why he's blowing things up. He just gets cut off right before he's going to do it. Right. Uh, and he sends a letter to Big Shots 
uh, the the TV program for right. bounty hunters that says like like he wants if you don't read this letter I'm blowing something up. Uh, and they get to like he, they read the first beginning of the letter and they're like and that is why I'm going to blow up. Oh, we are out of time. Like even the fucking <laughs> sorry we couldn't read your letter. <laughs> bing bang. Like even they cut him off. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's going to go blow up this building. Spike and Andy show up. Uh, he is furious that nobody's paying attention to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they run into this elevator, and right. that's when they re- when he that's when Teddy Bomber reveals that. Oh, hey, this thing's going to go up to the top, and there's a bunch of my little teddy bear bombs up there, and going to blow you to pieces. Right when the elevator gets to the top of the track, it's going to blow up by hitting these bombs. But right. Spike goes, "Oh well, we're good because I rerouted the elevator earlier today, right? Because I saw this coming. coming. Yeah." And then Andy's like. I also reverted. The yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just back to normal. So they both start shooting the elevator. Well, fucking no. Uh, uh, Andy starts shooting the elevator. Literally, like two pistols out, bang like yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. It's bulletproof, so the bullets just start bouncing around inside the thing. And Andy's yelling like, "Let me out! Let me out! Let me out!" Uh, they finally see a hatch in the top. Spike climbs out the hatch, and he's, like, about to climb all the way out. And that's when Andy, like, climbs up next to him, and then they're stuck in there. Yeah, yeah. And they're just fighting. It literally just, like... It's like Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, like, a man fighting with himself. You know what I mean? Like Totally. Uh, I thought that uh, the animation on this was, fight was incredible. Yeah, yeah, for it, it, being like a joke. Like, yeah, for sure, because it is so funny. Because it's literally just like arms and legs and faces mashed in like ways they can't possibly be. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was definitely very funny. Uh, uh, I, I also thought it was a really interesting plot choice because the fucking climax of this episode is a fight. Over like meaningless. They do not need to be fighting each other. No, Faye has by the while they're going up the elevator. At one point, he, the the Teddy Bomber starts saying something, and all of a sudden, Faye's there and just punches him in the face and takes him down. Yeah, and of and of fucking, they could if they had done that twenty minutes ago, there'd be several more hundred people alive <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, um, they're so distracted by their personal bullshit. Yeah, yeah that yeah. people die. They get into a fucking epic fight on the top of a building and shit. So all they this- ride the elevator all the way up. The bomb goes off, but they gotten out somehow at the last second they don't really show you how he's just like the bomb goes off and the next thing you see is that they're hanging from uh andy's lasso from the side of like the rubble right they don't right, really right. show you how they got out of that or away from those bombs sure. doesn't really matter i think at this point you're just doesn't some, really matter yeah yeah yeah, for some, sure some fucking spike action movies they climb up to the top and they have this like showdown and this is very much the the like running sideways next to each other taken from the samurai yeah, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. moments they're shooting at each other uh they fucking, they have like a, there's a little bit of a karate fight where Andy's kind of getting the best of Spike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spike steps backwards and like the ground crumbles underneath him and he falls. Uh, for a second, like I was like, oh, he's like, this might be another vicious moment where he ends up wrapped up in gauze because there's been like three or four, like right. there's vicious, there was uh, Mad Pierre, there's whatever, you know what I mean? They, yeah, they there's like a few times that. people actually get the best of him or whatever. Uh, but he just stands back up, he's fine. Yeah. And then like, he gets up and he punches a thing. Yeah. And the whole, like, half of the building collapses on top of Andy. I thought this was a really good joke because he punches the building because he's frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because he knows that it's going to kill him. No, no, he's just mad. <laughs> he's just, he's him, just right? mad he's at, like, the situation. He's yeah. frustrated that he's getting that, and he's getting the best of him. He punches the, the fucking the wall. It knocks a bunch of rubble down, which 
bests Andy basically. It doesn't kill him. He just he goes. He, he falls oh. down. He's like, oh, you know what? You're uh, you're the better man than me. Uh, that's one hell of a punch. Like but he didn't beat him on purpose. He beat yeah, him yeah, by because accident. of this weird frustration joke thing where he you know he's just trying to get his. his but then he acts like he beat him on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whole thing jokes about how how dumb of a character Spike is and how like you know macho he is and shit and yeah, like yeah, how yeah. he would do that and then go oh yeah I meant to do that you know like yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure uh, and- uh, he yeah and that's kind of the end of the episode uh, Faye takes in the bounty, which is like three million on the fucking teddy bomber. Yeah, uh, Andy rides off into the sunset on his fucking stupid horse. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of how the episode wraps up. Uh, uh, it was one of my. Fu- it, it's definitely the funniest episode I think of the yeah, show. I it's not so. necessarily my favorite, but it's clearly the funniest. It's yeah. Uh, my favorites are darker, so I think I still think Matt Pierre and the First Vicious are my favorite episodes. But this is sure. definitely the funniest. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then there's a good gag at the end where they're like, uh, you know, oh, everything's back to normal. We're driving away, and they run into him, and he's like, I'm a samurai now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 when yeah. he loses to Spike, he goes, you're the real cowboy. Uh, yeah, I have a hat's off to you. He gives him his hat. You yeah, think yeah. that's going to be the last you ever see of him, but then he goes, yeah, becomes a fucking samurai, and uh, in typical Bebop fashion, has learned nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just, keep doing this bullshit over and over again where he's LARPing and shit. And uh, and then then yeah and just and then, and then in typical bebop fashion black screen that's the end of the fucking yeah 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 that's it exactly just, see you see you next time space cowboy or whatever yeah, the fuck it says yeah. um, um, I did think uh, there is some directorial shit that was yeah, kind of yeah. interesting where they uh they they juxtapose the sun with a bowl of his dumb soup a few times which is kind of <laughs> cool uh, and it's also kind of remnant of uh, of Clint Eastwood and all that stuff but uh, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about. Cowboy Funk. Yeah. Session 23. Brain, Brain scratch. scratch. Yeah, yeah. One of the weirder episodes. Oh, this is one of my favorite episodes. It's it's definitely good, but it's definitely fucking weird. It's weird as shit. Uh, there's a lot going on in it, just sci-fi-wise and also, like, show self-referential-wise. Uh, it starts off, we've got Spike flipping channels. We don't even know it's him. We see it from his perspective yeah yeah basically. it's just a, we just see the tv screen yeah. we're, we're seeing someone watching television we're seeing the television yeah and this uh, is future television uh but it's it's one of those things where like people don't watch tv anymore in 2071 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we understand that now but when they wrote the show they still thought TV yeah tv was, was what it was gonna thing. be forever it's very funny because they they cut to like a you know just a few different tv shows one of them is just this ridiculous infomercial uh, for like DJ exercise, <laughs> yeah, it's but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like you could be a DJ while you work out. It's literally like <laughs> yeah. a, a elliptical machine, yeah. But moving the things that you like move on the ellipticals make scratches the record. So it's like you got to move all herky jerky. Oh, this is dumb. It's fucking crazy. It's like got this goofy grinner face. Like, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. it's great or whatever. That really made me laugh too. Oh. But I, and I like that montage sequence because it reminded me very much of uh, the. Nazca lines Ed episode. We first meet Ed, right, right, right? Because that opens with a very similar montage of like news clips and changing yeah, yeah, channels. Yeah, what's yeah. going on with the ladies? It was like it felt like a callback to that. I totally, that too. totally. Uh, and then you get cut to um, uh, just like a commercial for this fucking. There's a commercial for uh, brain scratch. Brain? Or no, no, no. It's a commercial for Brain Dream, which is like a like a weird virtual video reality game. video game. But thing. then there's also a mi- uh, the very beginning is a video that's like. 
uh, migrate with us, right. join Brain Scratch or whatever, and it's like the pyramid in the hands, and it's fucking. It feels like Scientology, like a thousand percent. Sure, it's totally. It, the episode's really cut up, which is why I think we're jumping around a lot, uh, yeah. on purpose. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, all right. So let me get through a couple of these these Go scenes right on the TV sh- before we get to Brain Scratch. Brain Scratch is like a, a thing. Um, there's also Morton Downey Jr. I think, <laughs> like for real. This, this talk show with this guy just fucking yelling at some woman like, you need to talk to your husband or whatever. And then there's also um, a, a cut to a children's TV show. And there's this joke where the, the woman who runs the, the weird children's TV show is like, our, our network is so uh, good that it, uh, it they, they censor everything. They won't even let you watch the show you're watching right now, uh, which is, I think, I'm not sure. I think this is right when they think they were going to get canceled. Right. And at the same time, they cut to uh, Big Shots, and Big Shots is like, oh, we're getting, we're getting canceled. We've been canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, then the chick on Big Shots, I, I just laughed. Like, you're over my agent or whatever yeah, yeah. she's screaming. Her voice changes. Just, she, yeah, yeah. She, she loses canceled. that like hick accent entirely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's like referencing what's happening in reality with the show. Right. Because they the show got canceled because of some political shit that went down in Japan or whatever. Right. Uh, and then they started maybe writing. I think that's why the and the next few episodes like play out the way they do. Because they started writing like knowing uh, we have to wrap this up basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can tell that they're writing. This wasn't like a huge premeditated thing, or they're like writing real currently with it because Brain Scratch the Cult is based on Heaven's Gate Cult. Okay, from. Uh, from the night, this, Heaven's Gate was a, a. I know Heaven's Gate. They were gonna go on a spaceship behind a comet, and they cut their balls off, and they had ten dollars and quarters and some Converse. Yeah, chop your balls off, hop on a rocket, wear some Nikes, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. skate. Uh, Heaven's Gate happened in nineteen ninety seven. Oh wow, show came out in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, 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 Which yeah. Is, so this is clear. That's just that. Totally. You know the, the the saying like comedy equals tragedy plus time. This show doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, 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 they yeah. Made yeah, fun yeah, of yeah, that yeah. while it was fucking right, happening. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely deliberately connected to it. Obviously, I mean, if you look at if you look at the guy's face, like he's he has the same face as Marshall Applewhite, the Heaven's Gate cult leader. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can still look up his website. It's like, oh, yeah. still there and shit. Um. Also, Marshall Applewhite is the name of the the guy in real life. Right. His name in the show is Doctor Laundis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a point at the show where they hack into they they this Ed's jumping way so, far forward. The, the premise of this cult is that you essentially you download your consciousness into the like a computer world, and that way you can be free of your body and free of all the th- problems that come with being in physical body. Yeah. Uh, Pain, sickness, debt, which is right. why when you see this video for like "Come Join Scratch," oh, yeah, Faye yeah. is in she's, the fun. Faye's sitting in. there like, "Oh, I have so much debt, I can't wait to be free of." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and immediately when I saw that, I'm like, "Okay, what's the scam?" There's, gonna, a, there's clearly a scam. Yeah, it's she's like she's 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 bought into it because. The idea is that if you're free of your body, you're free of your debt or whatever, and she's all zombified. And then we understand that Spike is seeing this and going, ah, fuck. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got caught. But she also got caught. Well, she went there to try to get the bounty on this Londis guy because the other part of this is that, like, a hundred people in this cult have committed suicide, essentially. Um, Uh, Yeah, the cult promises that by If you use this video game... 
to upload your consciousness. This video game called Brainwave that yeah. you put on your eyes and then like it reads your brain. It's supposed to be who play the video games by it reading your brain. Yeah. But you're supposed to use that video game to upload your consciousness into the whatever. Yeah. That's what the cult does. But then they just fucking leave you there. Right. The promise is that, oh, the, the singularity is this like, is the afterlife. Right. Like, there's singularity is like a, a, a fucking Asimov, Philip K. Dick, you know, like. Oh, yeah. This actual... whole episode feels like. A conversation between Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Just talking about fucking consciousness and the singularity and shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, but it's a real philosophical idea that eventually, like, human consciousness will end when technology, like, takes it over and right. you won't have to have a fucking meat body anymore or whatever. Um, so they take that and they tie it into religion real hard and make this a cult that's tricking people with the narrative of, like, if you upload yourself into the singularity you'll live forever right um and then you know uh whatever fuck your body but it's a trick because people are actually committing suicide and dying um the cult itself is also like uh kind of a metaphor for like uh malware like (laughs) they're kind of chasing like a virus that got out of control yeah 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 uh and we'll figure that out later but yeah so he sees Faye in there and he's he's got to go after her um it's also making fun of advertising really hard, which I think is funny because this show is just anti anything with a purpose, and advertising is a really fucking hard purpose. But all the all the commercials are just like it's it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dumb they are. Um, uh, okay, go ahead. Good. Well, no. So they basically they're trying to figure out who this Londis guy is so that they they can get to so they can find Faye and rescue Faye because they assume that Faye is going to end up dead. Um, the one thing I did think was interesting, and it's such a dumb little stylistic moment, but I liked it, that in the the video and the graphic for Brain uh, Scratch, the cult, is like a pyramid with a fucking, like, there's like a Jewish star. There's a bunch of shit going on. But there's these two hands, like, holding up the pyramid with the planet Earth in it. Uh-huh. But the hands are the first time something on the show has been not drawn. They're photographs of hands. Oh, really? They're like video footage, like photorealistic hands. Oh, weird. So it doesn't, it's the only thing I've seen in this entire show that isn't just that the way this animation is. Interesting. It's a a weird thing, and I'm sure it's a decision. I don't know what it means. Well, you know, it might be that they're, because like this show's been so much about old technology that they're catching up, realizing that they're going to have to wrap the show up. They're catching up to what was at the time current technology. Because I feel like this. What's going on in this episode is that uh, this whole virus and cult is permeating itself through TV. And the yeah, philosophy yeah, yeah. of the episode is that, like, uh, TV, like, you know, gets in your head. You rot your brain or whatever. Yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a huge sentiment in the 90s. Like, sure. people were like, I don't even watch TV, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels weird to watch it now because now, like... Yeah, TV's all we do. <laughs> this, this epi- well, what I was going to say is that this episode would have... Like, if they wrote this episode this year, it would be about smartphones. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Everyone's looking at their phone. 100%. Yeah. It yeah, would yeah, be yeah. about, you know, commentary on, oh, your phone's turning you into a fucking zombie or whatever, you know? Um, but that's just a weird relic of, uh, you know, what, what time this fucking came from. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the other thing I like... There's a couple... I mean, there's a couple, I like this episode very much. Um... They keep the cult refers to moving into the digital, like moving your consciousness into the digital world as migrating uh-huh. and like join the migration. That to me is like the perfect cult talk. 
Sure. Like that is exactly the type of terminology cults use where it doesn't sound – it sounds fucking harmless. Like, oh, you're migrating. It yeah, sounds yeah, pleasant yeah. even. You know they also I mean? call it moving into the sea of electrons, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. a real uh, like physics term. Uh-huh. It just has to do with like – at, like molecule bonding and shit, like ionic bonding, uh, which that was kind of interesting. Uh, I like, I do like that. Uh, the other thing that I, I, I very much like. So Jet puts on the fucking goggles to try to hack. He's like, I can, if I put on the goggles, I'll be able to trace with Ed where Londis is or whatever. But it, it doesn't work. The thing immediately starts taking him over. Yeah. Uh, at which point, Ayn has to bite him to snap him out of this trance he's going into before he dies, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, which leads to Ayn putting on these goggles <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then immediately hacking the fuck out of everything. And right. go, it's the first time they fucking use Ayn for something. Yeah. And we get, like, we finally see the data dog, what that might mean. Right, yeah, that, that's been, it's, we've been waiting for that fucking payoff forever. And, yeah, for uh, 23 episodes, it's, sessions, 23 sessions. <laughs> right, uh, we, yeah, we, so we finally see that this dog, it's been kind of joked about and kind of alluded to that this dog is more sentient and it's, more conscious than sure. a dog would be, and it plays this interesting plot uh, device, you know, in a lot of episodes. Sure. But this is the first time it. it's actually done something. Yeah. Like, and really it, cool. it flat out hacks into the system and finds where this guy, in like two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking. And you see, like, it's an interesting thing, too, because, like, you see the dog, they, they animate the dog doing a thing well, where it's not just like the, the goggles are on the dog and then it happens on the computer. Right. The dog's, like, nodding his head and moving his head yeah. left and right. It's not like, moving he's like active, a dog. He's actively doing something. Yeah. Uh,. Oh, okay, so the music in this episode is all new age shit. Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very like fucking good. Yanni pan flute kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a good, you know, this show does make fun of Bohemians a bit, uh, which I like, and I think that's totally what's going on in this episode because it's totally making fun of the idea that like if you believe in this bullshit, you're gonna end up like Faye, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they eventually spike. So they go two different places, right? Uh, Jet. Through Ayn hacking the system, is led to a hospice care that he goes to with Ed. He has Ed pretend to be his daughter. Yeah, that uh, was really funny. Very funny sequence where they're like, "Oh, we finally found her, her long lost brother," and Ed just keeps going, "Papa, Papa," <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and Spike goes to this location where Faye is, where there's all these TVs and the sort of the digital consciousness of Londis. Uh, at the hospice is the physical embodiment of Londis. Right, yeah. He's like um, two different things. He's yeah. like and and the physical embodiment is clearly paralyzed or something. He's like his neck, he's got some weird brace on his neck, he's all fucked up. It's he's a guy, in like an, a veg, he's a vegetative state. It's a guy named Ronzi who has this thing called locked in syndrome, I think. Oh, which is the ter- that's the scariest shit. That's in the world. like the worst thing you could possibly I can, No, yeah, I can't imagine. Because you can't you. even kill yourself. Like you've got no out. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Like physically conscious. You're completely conscious, you know everything that's happening, but you you can't move at all. You can't communicate. You've got nothing. There's a great radio lab about a guy who had that and came out of it, and he fucking talks about it. Oh, Jesus. Like 15 years. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. That's fucking nightmare shit right there. Fucking like crazy. that and, like, being under – like, that, that happens sometimes under anesthesia. Yeah. Where people are conscious and can feel shit, but they just can't move. Uh-huh. That, like, those are, like, my nightmares. Oh, and yeah. spiders. If you can put a spider in there somehow, <laughs> yeah. those are my nightmares. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so we find out they they track down Ed with her hacking shit. Tracks down like the source of all this is this this person with locked in syndrome in this hospital. It's just in a hospital bed, but they have the brain dream thing on, and they're like so kind of uh, uh, pissed off about being locked in that they created this cult in a way for like other people to not be able to use their bodies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that they portrayed a villain as being yeah, 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 such yeah. A, this poor such a fucked up situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I thought it was really cool. And then they uh, something interesting happens where this scene is going on as like Spike has gone to the physical place where like the the virus's you know actual headquarters is which it's is like just a- yeah this giant pile of TVs that's that's how like the virus takes over you is like these flashing lights through the TVs or whatever yeah yeah uh, but that's where Faye is and I had a moment here that it fucking annoyed me with Spike. I know I get annoyed by shit but it's just <laughs> I just but like so he's look like the thing is sort of taking him over like he's starting to lose can like He's like getting weaker and he's falling. Like the the virus, after giving a fucking speech about like, man, God did not create man. Man created God. Yeah, I know. That was some fucking like atheism 101 <laughs> horse shit. <laughs> yeah. But like, it goes on this thing of like, why are you mad? These people are joining this cult of their own free will, which is kind of true about all cults. Sure. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then you see like Spike is like kind of collapsing. He's like getting weaker and he starts like trying to shoot out the TV screens. Uh, Obviously, he doesn't have enough. There's like a hundred TV screens, but he's like trying to shoot out the TV screens, uh, Elvis style. How about this, Spike? Turn the fuck around. Oh, <laughs> Cl- close your eyes. Well, is, Any number of options. Do you think that it's happening through visual? Like, is yeah, that- I think that's what it is. I think it's supposed to be like the lights and whatnot. I think I don't know. Maybe I've read it wrong. I don't know how else it's supposed to be like taking over you. The game thing works by going through your eyes, right? So I'm assuming the TV's doing the same well, thing. Well, the game thing is also stuck on your head. So I'm yeah. assuming like brainwave Wi-Fi shit. Oh, okay, I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is, but if he thinks taking us shooting out the TVs aren't, is going to do it, then fucking whatever. Yeah, but this is another case of like, don't dissect this. Yeah, yeah, of course, like, I get that. Like, I get that. Yeah, uh, but that's just the way my fucking brain sure, works. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, so but in the meantime, Ed is pulling the plug on old fucking Robbie Lockton oh, boy yeah. or whatever. She give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. She gets really serious in this episode when she starts to, like, uh, track down a guy on the computer. Like, it's weird. She stops being insane for, like, half a second and, yeah. like, going, oh, like, paying attention to the dog and shit. I like that they exist in the background of this show. They're real characters and they have, like, depth, but they just don't get addressed that much or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she totally gets what's going on, man. Yeah, she... She kills that dude. She fucking kills him, yeah. I mean, like, like somebody has to, honestly. Like, he has to be disconnected from this thing because otherwise, fucking, they're just going to continue to kill fucking hundreds of people. But, like, yeah, she hacks the... Fu- she goes... And, like, the, the thing's like, no, stop! It's not fair! Why do I have to be like this? Or whatever. Yeah. And she fucking, like, hacks the whatever life support system and puts yeah. him the fuck down. He kind of dies the same way that the kid from Sympathy for the Devil dies, where it's like, he's fighting it, and then as soon as you kill him, he's kind of like... Kind of happy to be oh, freed. Good. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Which is, yeah, it's a running thing. This show is all about fucking death, man. Um, she also, when she's leaving, she's like, hope you're in a better place now or something. Like, she kind of, she gets, she gets the... Yeah, 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 for sure. She, But, like, that's a, still a tough fucking, like, a 15-year-old just kills someone. <laughs> like, it's still weird. I mean, I don't know how old Ed's supposed to be. I picture, like, 15, 16. Yeah, she's, she's young like teenager. that. Yeah. Um, then I get annoyed at Faye because I fucking hate Faye, but, like, Faye's laying on the ground during all this. She's unconscious. She comes to when the Laundis, Rob, whatever, fuck sentient singularity being dies uh she comes soon she looks up at, at spike who's holding her and he, she's like 
Oh, it's you. You fucking bitch. <laughs> I just saved your life. I think she's supposed to be coming out of like being hypnotized, though. Yeah, I know, she's but like it just nonsense. it reads real shitty. <laughs> because she is so shitty. But it reads like, oh, it's you. Like It reads like real shitty. Uh, I love her. Uh, <laughs> um, what else happens? Oh, the, the last thing I think is fucking important in this episode is that uh, uh, Jet does this thing where he handcuffs the dead, locked-in body, which is purely symbolic oh, and yeah, postmodern. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, for sure, it's not gonna fucking run away. Yeah, of course, but uh, it's also like a bit of a uh, old black dog Jet uh-huh. of like once he locks in, he doesn't let go. Yeah. And it's also, um, you know... Symbolic of the guy who's locked in is now it, locked in. It's Yeah, and it's just meta. It's a lot of levels to it. Right? I thought it was a good touch. Right? Yeah, for sure. I liked it, too. Uh, but that's kind of the end of that episode. These were, like, three... There's two episodes here I like. One episode <laughs> I fucking hated. Um, I really, really liked uh, Cowboy Funk. It's just a fucking really, really funny... It kind of like they do funny episodes, but this is like I don't know, maybe the first flat out full on comedy episode, right? Because in the beginning, the second episode with uh, Hakeem Abdul, whatever, yeah, yeah, like, it's kind of funny, but there's a ton of action. Yeah, they yeah. they they start doing like um like eighties action comedy like yeah, that yeah, episode, yeah. and I think I really like about this, this show is that it constantly makes you think. Oh, okay. If this is the comedy they're using for this episode, then it's good. That when they do another comedy episode, it's going to remain the same comedy because TV shows, as works of art, have their own like rhythms and styles. Sure, but it keeps fucking changing. Yeah, it keeps yeah, bending. 100%. And now it's like you make all these assumptions. You go, "Oh, it must be from fucking Japan," so they must miss all this like humor and shit. But right. then they fucking they do an episode that shifts in a genre of humor, which just never fucking happens. Yeah, yeah, Usually, yeah. you know, one show's sense of humor... Is that show... Becomes that show's sense of humor. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they do the same thing with drama and everything, which I, like, I think is fucking great. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I really wish I hadn't had to watch that Feng Shui episode, but the rest <laughs> of the... Honestly, I just really... That felt like such a fucking misstep. In a run of shows that, like, I've liked every episode of the show yeah, yeah. in varying degrees, some a ton, some, uh, you know, enough... But I've liked them all. That's yeah. the first one I actively dislike. That's so interesting. I just I fuck it. I, I'm a sucker for the drama of the show. Sometimes I thought the ending was so fucking sad. Uh, that being said, I think we're done. We got one more episode left, and then we will be doing the movie as a bonus episode afterwards. So watch the movie at some point. I'm sure you can find it. Uh, at Feral Jokes on Twitter, yeah, Facebook, all that shit. Everything on the internet. It's my website too, FeralJokes.com. Uh, Get the album Humors. Yeah. I'll read my column in the New York Observer. It's called Millennial Reviews. And, uh, yeah, come to the Drunk Spelling Bee, the show I run in, in New York, uh, second Tuesday of the month at the Creek in the Cave. Do that. I am uh, at Chris Cubis on Twitter and Facebook, all that shit. You can um, – I'm sure this will be out before then. I'll be in San Francisco for Sketchfest in January. Uh, so go to that. Uh, if you like us, iTunes, man. Rate us, review us, dude. That's cool. Like, just, you know, yeah, I'm not begging or nothing, but it'd be nice. Uh, that being said, watch the final three episodes, and we'll see you next week. I'm not a